So we're going to read Genesis 22, and I'm going to actually read verses 1 through 18, um, so you can have the whole context of this scripture. And I'm reading out of the NIV, and that's Genesis 22, verses 1 through 18. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. He said, Abraham, and Abraham said, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its thorns, horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. 
Now, I know that was quite a bit of reading, but I wanted you to have all that context. And again, that was Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 18. And I read it to you out of the NIV. And so, yes, this is the story of Abraham sacrificing his son Isaac. And um, I didn't want to assume that everyone knew the story. So I wanted to make sure that you heard it for yourself at least once in your hearing. Um, but yeah, this is an awesome story of God to me for several reasons. And so we're talking about obedience and we've been talking about obedience. We are blessed. But here, Abraham was specifically blessed because he was willing to sacrifice, right? And that's kind of what I want to talk about because I want to make sure that we understand that, yes, blessings come from obedience. But sometimes what God is asking you to do, um, you're not going to want to do it. I, I venture to say probably most times, right? You're not going to want to do it. It's not going to always be easy peasy stuff. Um, sometimes God will challenge you to do things that you don't want to do or you don't even understand why he's asking you to do them. Um, but you have to still obey the voice of the Lord, the word of the Lord. You've got to know when it is God talking to you, first of all, and you've got to know when it is time for you to do what God has told you to do. So here we have Abraham, who was very familiar with the voice of God by this time in his life. Um, he knew when God was talking to him. By this time, he had already, he had already um, you know, waited the 25 years for his promise. He was given a word at 75 that he would have a son, and then that son would birth all nations, right? Um, that will be blessed under Abraham. And um, then it was 25 years later and a mistake uh, before he actually saw it come to fruition. So it took um, uh, Abraham to actually walk out the faith and then actually falter in his faith, produce another son another way before he realized, you know what? God is just going to do what he says. I don't have to I don't have to listen to my wife about it. We ain't got to make up other words, other ways to do it. We don't have to make up our own way that we think it should be done. We don't have to settle. We don't have to bring it down a notch so that no, we don't have to do any of that. God is going to do what he has already promised and all we got to do is stand on what he's already promised, right? And so, um Abraham um, has produced the son already. Sarah's had him. And actually, a lot of people um, don't realize that some theologians say that Isaac could have very well been, um, you know, a young strapping boy of 9, 10 or 11 um, when this was happening. So he was definitely old enough to understand and to ask questions. We see that in the text. And he was actually old enough to say, um, so... He was a little analytical, right? So he was old enough to not be in this blind obedience state. Um, he was old enough not to just be in this blind obedience state, but he was old enough to say, um, to be a little analytical, to say, so that I see the fire. I see the wood. I see all of the, I see everything that we need for the sacrifice but around the sacrifice, right? And so, yes, Isaac was old enough. And so in a way, Isaac was obedient as well because the way children are today, we, 
If we had marched them up a mountain with some fire and some wood saying God going to provide the sacrifice, we might have been chasing the sacrifice back down saying, no, 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 come back. Really, God's going to provide. I promise you. Right. Um, but Isaac had to be obedient in, obedient in his own right to believe what his father said and be obedient enough to allow his father to tie him up. Right. Um, and place him on that altar. And so we have to understand um, that it was obedience all the way around here. But what I love about this scripture um, is two things that stood out for me today when I was going over it. Um, two things stood out to me right away. The first thing was in verse um, three, and I love verse three. It piggybacks off verse two. He said, God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. Right? And I love verse 3 because it says, Early the next morning, Abraham got up, loaded his donkey, took with him his two servants and his son Isaac. And when they had cut up enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. I mean, nowhere in here between verse 2 and 3, does it ever say that at any time Abraham wasn't going to do what God said? And that's amazing to me. I mean, just think about it. God is asking him to sacrifice his only son that he waited 25 years to receive. Now he's received the promise. It may be, you know, five to 10 years after this promise that he's received. And God is like, yep, mm -hmm. now I want you to sacrifice it, right? That is awesome to me that Abraham moved so quickly. I mean, us, we would have been like, mm, that's the devil. That is not God. That can't be God. God doesn't operate like that. God would never ask me. God would not do. And God know how much I love this boy. And God know how much. And we would go through all kinds of things. And not saying that it didn't give him pause somewhere between the time that God told him and that next morning when he actually went. But the fact that he was able to get up, pack it up and say, look, you know what? I imagine in myself, I'm extrapolating from the text, right? So I'm imagining myself that Abraham was probably like, look, God brought me this far. He the reason why I got this boy in the first place. It was a promise fulfilled. It's his promise. And so he can do with it whatever he wants. I believe, and there's a scripture in the New Testament, um, I believe it's in Hebrews, the 11th chapter that said fully believing that God was going to be able to raise that boy back from the dead if he needed to. But Abraham had become so fully convinced of the promise that it was like God is going to do what God says he's going to do. And if he's telling me to go sacrifice my boy, some kind of way this is still going to work out because God is going to do it. Right. Abraham has seen so much from God up to this point that his faith was rock solid. And because his faith was rock solid, hear me good, because his faith was rock solid, he was able to obey with no problem, with no issue. He was able to obey, right, to do what God said immediately and totally, right? He didn't say, oh, well, let me go find Ishmael, <laughs> you know, you know, sacrifice him instead, right? You know, no, that's not what he did. He obeyed totally 
and immediately did what God said. All right. Then another part that I like I told you was two things. So that was the first thing that he just did it immediately. Right. I just love the fact that he did it immediately. But I want to go a little further into that faith part because I really want you to understand the importance that faith is to obedience. And that's where the blessing comes from, is that you are faithful in your obedience, right? And so here in verse um, five, he says, he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship. And then check this out. We will come back to you. Abraham had faith. Like, I don't know what God doing, but me and this boy coming back. I don't know how. I don't know how he's going to do it, what he's planning. He must go resurrect the boy if I kill him, but we will be back. Y'all stay here. We going to go over here with the donkey. Do what God said. Y'all stay with the donkey. We're going to go over here, walk up this mountain, and we're going to do what God says, but understand we will be back. Faith. Because he had total faith in God, he was able to do what God said and then say, I will be back. Don't worry. We will be back. And so that's just awesome to me. And then one last thing um, that I love about this scripture, he talked about, and you know, you can go through the scripture and, and it talks about how he went up on the mountain. And I love the fact that it talks about how um, after he went up on the mountain, God provided the ram. He didn't have to do it. Right. Um, and God said, wait, wait, send an angel to stop him. Then if you read down, um, to verse 14, it says, so Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Now that spoke to me. It was like rhema word to my heart tonight. And you know, rhema word is that instantaneous kind of revelatory word that God will give you um, about a scripture while you're reading it. And I love what it says on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Ooh, we hallelujah on the mountain of the Lord. It will be provided. See, sometimes what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the provision of the Lord down in the valley with the people. But you got, if you want the provision of the Lord, you better get up on the mountain of the Lord. You need to go up in prayer. You need to go up in worship. You need to go up so that you can hear the voice of God and discern what he is saying. You're not going to, you can't be down there in the valley and think that you're going to receive from the Lord on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Now that's not the exegesis of this scripture. In other words, when Moses was saying it, he's not giving it to you the revelatory way I am giving it, but I am telling you, this is what the Lord is speaking to my heart right now. You need to get on the mountain of the Lord. You can't be obedient because you're too busy down in the valley and you've got to come up out of the valley and you down there with your friends, you hanging with your boys, you hanging with your girl, 
girls, you're doing what they're doing. You're uh, going where they're going. You're speaking what they're speaking. You down here in the valley and you're trying to figure out why you can't get provision from the Lord. But the provision for the Lord is on the mountain of the Lord. You've got to go up. You've got to get in that prayer room. You've got to pray. You've got to believe God. You've got to read your word. You've got to worship him. Get on the mountain of the Lord and it will be provided. Now, that was just a little nugget that the Lord gave me, but it still is obedience because a lot of us, the Holy Spirit is pulling us, right? Pulling us, pulling us, but we don't want to go. Because pulling us means that we got to leave the comfortability of where we are, right? We've seen this song, right? But Zion is calling me to a higher place of praise. God is calling us to a higher place. We need to get on the mountain of the Lord so that we can get the provision of the Lord. We can hear from God clearly and then sacrifice whatever it is we need to sacrifice and God will provide the sacrifice. We'll go to that mountain saying, God, I know I need to give up this and I know I need to stop that and I know I need to. And God may say, yeah, you need to do it. You need to stop all of that. But look over there because what you really need to sacrifice is over there. And if you sacrifice that, all of that's going to be taken care of, right? So we need to go up to the mountain and really, really spend some time with the Lord to find out what we need to sacrifice in our lives so that we can be obedient to the Lord. Lord, here it is. I am willing to give up everything. Now, this is awesome because Abraham was willing to sacrifice Isaac and his willingness got him blessed. Right. He didn't even have to do it. And so sometimes God just wants to know, just like he told Abraham in this scripture. Now I know that you love me more than you love this boy. I know that you love me more than what I can do for you. I know that you love me more than what I could give you. I know that you love me more than possessions, more than provision, more than all the things that you've been praying for. Are you willing to sacrifice that marriage and say, Lord, I give it to you? Are you willing to sacrifice your children? Lord, I give them to you. Are you willing to sacrifice whatever you need to sacrifice? I will obey. Lord, I will give it to you. I will trust you. I will trust you, God. And then I watch as you tell me what I really need to sacrifice in my life. God is going to do it. You've got to be obedient to him. If most, if Abraham had never went up the mountain, where would we be today, right? He is the father of faith. He is our father because he is the father of faith. And where would we be today if he stood at the base of the mountain looking at it saying, Lord, I just don't know if I can do this like we do sometimes. He stood at the base of the mountain talking about it with his servants. What y'all think? Y'all think I should go up the mountain with my son? He stood at the base of the mountain saying, well, maybe I'll just go up and then see what God going to say. And then come back and give. Where would we be if he was not fully and totally and immediately obedient to the word of God? That is what God is challenging you to do. 
be obedient. Now, don't be like a lot of people in Dogo. There have been people who have come behind us, read this scripture, and have gone and done crazy things like sacrifice their children, right? And the point of this scripture is not about child sacrifice. God has never really been into that from Genesis to Revelation. And if you really read and knew the whole canon of scripture, you would know that God is totally against and was very upset uh, with nations because of what um, because that's what they did the point of this scripture is for us to be willing to sacrifice the thing that we love the most in order for us to receive what god has for us instead so you've got to be obedient god is challenging you to do something whatever that something is god is challenging you to do something go up the mountain listen to the voice of the lord be obedient to what he says and watch doesn't he begin to provide for you the same way that he provided for Thank you so much for tuning in, for tapping in, and for just taking part in this first episode of what will be a couple series. Please like, subscribe, share this podcast, and let us know what you love. Let us know what you hate. And again, thanks for listening.